0: What's up everybody? This is Tanner from teamandbaseballfan.com with a special afternoon podcast edition. Woo. I always do these things at night because that's normally uh when we do our uh or when I do do my uh walk. Uh, I walk a couple miles typically uh, almost every night. But I think this October is going to be different because we have started up in October. And for those artists of you out there you probably know what this is um but uh inktober is taking a prompt of like 31 different things and it's a set prompt like uh for instance uh the first was uh crystal and you know drawing something in ink based upon whatever the prompt is for the day so what we've been doing is we've been putting uh um you know beckett's sleep and uh so holly uh Goes downstairs and uh, and draws with Atticus, and then when she's done, I go downstairs and draw with Atticus, and uh, you know, so we have we have uh, you know a little bit of time for everybody um, that haven't watched the baby. And my goodness, it has been fun. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, I I thought I was a better drawer than I am, uh, but I guess we'll see what happens as the month progresses. Oh, yeah, that's funny. So I actually put my first one up on Facebook if you want to see, if you want to check that out. But um, anyway, so that's kind of why I'm doing, uh, you know, one right now, a podcast now is because uh, I'm probably just not going to have a whole lot of time walking around at night So because of being to- Inktober. But anyway, so I thought that the uh, uh, a good uh, topic to talk about would be how to sell a collection. So let's say you picked up somebody's collection that you found on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. Uh, or, not even that, let's say you just want to sell your own collection. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to process a collection to be able to sell it. And uh, it largely depends on how much patience you have uh, with this and, you know, cause like some people think it's fun other people think it's like a major drag to uh to uh, have to sell and listen and everything uh depending on my mood i can be both you know like i i have a blast uh with the whole idea of cardboard alchemy which uh, i've coined as being something that you take a collection and you sell it uh while keeping making money and keeping some of the best cards as well, uh, afterwards, I think that's just the coolest thing ever if you could do it, because uh, all it costs you is your time and effort, and uh, you know it's just, uh, and and if it's something you enjoy, then it's not really costing you anything. It's just a fun overall experience, and I love that sort of thing. Now, uh, so let's let's go through, uh, you know, some kind of like a random scenario here. Apologize about all the weird bird sounds out here. It's loud out here today. Um, But uh, anyways, so um, let's say you have a collection of just like a hodgepodge of everything. And you'll run into these collections that have, uh, you know, like uh, monster boxes full of like nothing. Sometimes there'll be like yellowed card savers from the 80s. And, you know, they might have like index cards where you have like the name of the player, in alphabetical order. You know, you'll have like your Kenny Loftons and your Albert Bells and your Bo Jacksons and your Dave Winfields. A lot of stuff that doesn't really sell all that well uh, as singles. So um, then you'll have like the Kevin Mosses and the Todd Van Popples, the guys are like, you know, nobody really that would, nobody really collects anymore. And then you might mosey on over and find that there's a pile of King Griffey Jr or if it's like a mixed sport michael jordan um yeah maybe there's some derek jeter or frank thomas and so obviously those are good and so a lot of the steroid era guys as well superstars uh, do well Uh, Kinseko, mcguire uh bonds clemens those guys um and uh and so what i like to do a lot of times because a lot of people they tend to get overwhelmed let's say you go to craigslist and you spend you know three hundred dollars on a collection and there's like twenty boxes of stuff and you're like, oh man, you're excited about it. And you're like, man, this is just overwhelming now. What do I do? Um so I think the number one thing that you want to do is uh is start processing it. What I mean by processing is is taking notes of uh what you have in there and so I probably should do a podcast I think I will about how to buy a collection as well. Um but for now, since we're talking about selling collection, let's say you have these 20 or 30 boxes of random cards that are uh, that are in uh, your garage now, or in your room, or something, and you're just taking a look and uh, seeing what there is. Uh, there's a lot of people that have asked me for advice on how to do this, and the, and what they like to do a lot of times is they like to organize the crap out of a collection, and put everything in a spreadsheet. I would say that is a uh, uh, activity of diminishing returns where you do not want to do that. I've never done that before really, from what I can recall. Um, what I like to do is I like to do something that's more similar instead uh, to grouping. So you have the cards are commons, then you have like the low end stuff, and maybe the uh, you know, middle, uh, uh, middle uh, uh, of the road like stuff and then you have the high end stuff and so uh, you know if you have let's say out of those 30 boxes of cards that you have let's say 27 of them are just like super low end stuff I'd probably move that locally um, where you have uh, a Craigslist or Facebook marketplace and if you have 27 boxes uh and let's say you you know, have three hundred dollars into this whole thing, right? You could sell them maybe at ten bucks a box, and uh, recoup most of your money. Or, uh, depending on how strong those other three boxes are, maybe you could even get away with five bucks a box. Uh, you'd still have to make up your money through those other three boxes, assuming they're you know middle of the ground and uh, high end stuff, but. Anyways, a lot of collections simply won't have high-end stuff. I get that. I understand. So it all depends on how much work you want to put into this. Uh, You know, you might not find a buyer for $270 for 27 boxes. Um, So what that means is maybe you need to break it down a little more. Maybe you sell them by team, uh, which I don't really... I'm not like too massively of a fan of that because there's not a whole lot of fans of... Like, let's say you, you get, like, mid-90s Expos or Padres or something. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of buyers for that sort of thing. So it is a, an option, but I would uh, typically like to say, instead of sorting them, break it down to, like, a box or five boxes. You know, five boxes for 50 bucks. You have a lot more buyers with $50 in their pocket than you do with $270 in your pocket. And... Uh, you know, you could uh, separate out the sets, and even if you wanted to, you could mix a little bit of high-end in with some of the low-end stuff and uh, and sell it like that, or the mid-end with the low-end. And uh, one thing I do like to keep a spreadsheet on, by the way, is uh, the sales, of course. So that way you can get an idea of where you're at. So for me, um, if I'm doing this and I uh, and I've sold Uh, The 27 low-end boxes for $10 each in my spreadsheet and whether that's over the course of one sale or 20 sales I Keep a record of this in the spreadsheet and I find okay, I have three boxes of cards left uh, to sell or keep or whatever Um, But I've made all of my money back minus $30 So I've got to I've got to go for $30 still so Then what I'm looking at is, let's say these three boxes have, uh, let's say two and a half of these boxes have like uh, middle of the road stuff. Like cards that you can sell uh, on eBay as singles, or you can try them uh, locally. Or shoot, you know, you can even try like social media, like definitely try Facebook groups, Twitter, the forums. The key is, by the way, you guys, and this is very key because a lot of people don't understand this, is the more places you can post it, the better. The more eyeballs that you have on your collection, the better of a chance that you have to sell, and the quicker that they will sell. I remember a specific time I had a uh, Kyle Seeger super collection that I bought out. And there's probably... um, I made some decent money off that too. It was was a a good deal. But... uh, what I did is I had like about probably $2,000 worth of Seeger left. You know, man, it's been a week or so. It's stalled out. I haven't heard anything. Let me bump some of these uh, threads. So I go to blowout forums. I bump my thread. And just like that, somebody messages me. And that has stuck out to me because, and they ended up buying it, but it stuck out to me because I realized if I didn't bump that post at that point, I would not have sold those cards at that time. So it's just a matter of a game of making sure that your cards are in the eyes, in front of the eyes of as many potential buyers as possible. And to that point, um, I wanna talk about also how you display these cards. There are a ton of people that are notorious online for taking a picture of a box of cards and they'll say, hundreds of cards, 50 bucks, or whatever, Yeah, you know? <laughs> whatever it is. And nobody knows what's in there. And it's like, well, the odds are, you're thinking it's probably junk, so you don't see it. I remember this one time I went, and this guy had like a box of cards that he was selling. I think he was more specific, but I wouldn't have known it had I just looked at the picture. But he had uh, a case of 1984 Topps vending boxes. So I was able to go through all those. I think I pulled 15 or 20 Don Mattingly rookies, 15 or 20 uh, Gerald Strawberry rookies, and all kinds of other great cards too. And uh, he would have, I think he ended up saying like it was only 50 bucks or something for the case. And this is years and years ago, but it was still a fabulous deal. Now, uh, if he actually took really good pictures so you could actually see what he had, he would have had a, a, you know a little bit of a, bidding war going probably but uh but anyways that's the whole point though guys is like when you're picking up collections a lot of these people they're selling uh their collections it's because they want to move on they don't want to deal with the cards anymore they're just kind of a nuisance to a lot of people they're taking up space in the closet or uh they think they can use the money for something else uh whether it be you know whatever like uh down payment on a car or something, you know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense for them to have these cards anymore, which, uh, you know, I think that's understandable. I think all of us have things in our, uh, possession that, you know, we don't really care too terribly much about and, you know, we'd rather move them on someone else if we could uh, get good money for them. So anyways, when you're selling, when you're listing these things, make sure you have good pictures show what's in them especially in the lots you know because and it's funny because like you know you obviously do not want to be deceitful by any stretch of the imagination when it comes to selling however you do want to give an accurate representation of what's there Um, going back to my previous example of what i was talking about before you have like a box of cards or let's say there's a a cube of uh you know five five thousand count monster boxes you can spread those out and because that's, guys, that's 25,000 cards. That's a lot of cards. Make it look like a lot of cards, you know? And when you do, uh, you'll have a lot more potential uh, buyers for something like that. Again, you want to be careful. You don't want to be deceitful by any stretch of the imagination, but you do want to show what you truly have in an accurate fashion. And so, pictures, uh, in my opinion, are a great way to do it. Showing some of the better cards that might be in there as well. Uh, but again, be accurate, don't be deceptive, like going, oh, I don't know what you're gonna find in here if you know darn well what's in there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's, uh, that's something that uh, I remember happened to me one time. I uh, met some guy at the gas station here that had uh, tons of complete sets of cards. And he was telling me for like 15 minutes it seemed like, over and over and over like every single bad thing that happened to him like in the past week you know his girlfriend left him for his stepdad or something and you know he lost his job and his car broke down it's just really kind of a bizarre thing like dude i'm you know i'm here to look at your cards <laughs> and i don't mind i am definitely want to be somebody that is uh, sympathetic to people who uh need to get things off their chest or whatever, but it became very apparent to me that he was uh, trying to get me to take my eye off the ball because as I was looking through these incredible sets, 1982 tops, 1984 Fleer, 1984 Donners, 1985 tops all of these early to mid 80s sets that he had, every single star was pulled out of the box. They were just commons. That was it. They were common sets. And that was it. Even though he swore up and down, all of the cards were there. I go, well, no, I'm not seeing him. He's like, oh, well, it's probably my stupid stepdad. He took the good cards out too. He stole other things of mine as well. So, <laughs> so yeah, you, know, you just want to be accurate and don't be deceptive uh, like that guy. It's it's never a good thing. We're only given one name this in this life. And so we want to uh, make sure that we uh, um, have, uh, have it in good standing. Uh-huh. You know, it starts especially when you're selling things. Uh, especially cards if you're playing on a hobby for sure. So, anyways, in any event, uh, you know, when you get to the high-end stuff, this is kind of where it's fun. Especially if you save selling the high-end things at the end. Because what happens is this. You have a bunch of cards. Like, let's say in our scenario, we bought, you know, like I said, the... Collection of thirty boxes for three hundred dollars. We've sold two hundred seventy dollars worth. We have three boxes left. Um, let's say that we sold two and a half boxes of mid-end stuff for seventy-five dollars or eighty dollars worth, for round number uh, purposes. So we have all of these, and here's here's what happens now. Uh, we are now at uh, three hundred fifty dollars. So that basically allows us to walk away from this deal with you know $50 in our pocket, but also um, about a half a box worth of the high-end stuff. That's where it gets exciting, especially if you've bought a collection, um, bought the collection that's not your own, because at this point, you've realized that all you've done is you've put in your work uh, to Uh, to sell the collection and now you have money in your pocket as well as all of the best cards uh, to keep which is great um now if you're looking to do this for a job or something that's a different story because um what that means is you might have (laughs) way 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 too many hours to put into this uh depending on how quick you are processing the stuff um to make it worth your while, this might very well be a three-dollar-an-hour job for you. But <laughs> if this is a hobby, and this is all fun and it's making you money and putting good cards in your collection for free, that's what it's all about. You know, that's what's so exciting about it. Now, that said, you very well could take a collection like that it has got 30 boxes, and you could say you could try to sell it for, you know, 400 or, or something like that, or 500 for a quick flip. You might get that, so you might have, you know, 30 minutes into a collection where you made a couple hundred dollars. Thing is, is I've done that a few times myself, but I've never really been excited about that. This is my hobby, you know. This is what I enjoy to do. So I want to be able to uh, look through these cards, enjoy them, savor them, and so that's kind of where I've been uh, with uh, buying and selling. Always. Um, like I said, every now and then, you know, I'll uh, I'll flip them very quickly. Like, for instance, I remember picking up a collection that had, like it was a minivan full of cards. And on my way back, I had somebody uh, call me saying, hey, do you have any cards for sale? I was like, well, I literally picked up a minivan full right now. Uh, you know, you can have them for X amount of dollars. And so as I was literally driving back from getting them, I sold them. And, uh, you know, still, and that's the problem though. It's like when you do that, you're kind of like, man, yeah, I made some good money off of it, but what did I miss? You know, what was in there that I wasn't sure about completely that, you know, might've been like a game changer or something. And I've been through plenty of collections where, uh, It's just not the case. There's just not going to be that Babe Ruth Rookie or the 52 Tops Mantle. There's just, I mean, I haven't ever really run into anything like that before. Uh, And I've gone through tons and tons of collections. Never once have I, you know, found like a $10,000 card or something like that out of of nowhere from what I recall. You know, so that's just kind of, uh, you know, something that you got to prepare yourself for the vast majority of collections out there they're not going to have cars worth more than ten dollars every now and then yeah, you will but that's kind of one of the things i like about buying and selling collections is that it kind of makes our world like one giant treasure hunt if that makes sense you'll always have that possibility of there being like a big score you know uh you just never know until you get out there and do it and so Uh, You know, I very rarely go hunting for collections anymore. Uh, But, you know, I've made money on many of them by doing the exact steps I've told you about. You know, processing them, uh, I mean, sorting them from low to mid to high end. Um, I don't think I talked about the high end portion yet. A lot of what I'll do with the high end is I will actually take those and uh, I will put them on eBay singles or sell them on Facebook uh, groups. Or forums like as singles instead so it's a lot easier to move like uh, you know boatloads of boxes locally so somebody can pick them up as opposed to singles you know I'll give you an example also um, yeah I took my uh, brother-in-law's collection uh, about a year ago and uh, you know he wanted me to uh, sell it for him so I used these exact methods I took out it was like I don't remember how many cards it was anymore but there's a lot of them and so it's kind of fun just to kind of go through them and enjoy them uh but you know the vast majority of them went to somebody locally it was like a minivan full of cards and then the mid to high end stuff went on went for sale on ebay the forums facebook groups twitter and uh you know it took work but uh you know we we made some good money off of it and uh you know that's exactly what I did I used the methods I've told you about took a lot of pictures um, to accurately depict what was there and uh, it was fun it was just a fun thing like so if it was a collection of stamps or coins or whatever I wouldn't have had nearly as much fun doing that I don't know if I would have had any fun I mean and don't get me wrong I like selling things no matter what it is but you know looking up each thing it doesn't really do it for me. And so that's kind of one thing, also, is like as you get these collections to sell, you'll learn more about the hobby quickly. It's like a uh, baptism by fire because you're forced to kind of know the prices or learn the prices so long as you are interested in making as much money out of it as possible. So, all that to say, um, it's been fun. I haven't really bought a whole lot of collections recently in fact I've only searched in the past several months a handful of times for what's out there Um, and I always get uh, discouraged and this is this is actually a good thing for you so so take note to this as well but I get discouraged because I see the worst ads ever like you know a, a monster box full of Commons for like nothing uh, that's nothing in there you know there's nothing and they want 500 bucks you know like nobody wants to to get that stuff especially you know you get the feeling that these people are preying on those that don't know like what they have or whatever which is really you know we don't want that in our hobby we don't want uh, there to be like a sour taste in the mouth of these people as they're entering the hobby and saying oh yeah I got this awesome deal and they're like what you paid 500 dollars for like Fifty dollars worth of cars, or twenty dollars worth of cars, we, we don't like that at all, whatsoever. So let's not do that to these people. Um, but anyway, so we're. I mean, I just went. I just went on Craigslist the other day. And I was looking at, seeing all of these collections. Same thing, like boatloads of junk wax era commons for hundreds of dollars. And of course, you have some of these things where it's like the uh, the uh, uh, counterfeit cars for sale. You know, there's a 52 tops mail seems like there's always some token 52 tops mail on Craigslist or Facebook marketplace it's raw they it, it's beat up and they're talking about like oh hey yeah we uh, you know got this in an estate sale or you know my granddad had this in his collection um, Well, your granddad had a reprint then but you know they're always aged artificially and be careful for this guys by the way if a deal is too good to be true it probably is Um, There are people that will artificially age cards to make them look like they're old. And there's a lot of people out there that still say, well, wait a second, the card doesn't say reprint on it, so it should be fine. Nope, that's not how it works. You gotta be very careful because there are people out there that will make these uh, for the express purpose of scamming people out of hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars. So you gotta be very careful. But anyways, all that say, there's a lot of opportunities out there, especially when you have Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace uh, ads. They're just horrible, like we've seen. There is a fantastic opportunity for you as a seller because your ad could shine very brightly uh, amongst all these uh, really awful ads. You know, So you have a good chance here. Um, there's a good opportunity right here. So anyways, uh, that's kind of how I do it. Um, a lot of it is like also trying to figure out, you know, being flexible. And uh, you know, let's say you have a collection of a guy that was like really big in the George Brett um, and he's got low end, mid end, and high end George Brett. You know, maybe you try to sell that separately all together. Um, so just be flexible, see, you know, throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what, uh, what uh, sticks. Um, you know, you, uh, you will get more money out of this the more time and effort you put into it. That's kind of what it all comes down to. So the question is for you, is how much fun can you have doing this? How, how patient are you? How, uh, you know, do you have time to even do this? You know, that's another thing. There's a lot of people that simply just don't have time for this. And, uh, you know, I've sold a lot of uh, Canseco lots, that I had of cards I just didn't really care about all that much anymore to friends, and they've done really well. Like, there's a, a whole slew of Kinseco cards on eBay right now that have been there for the past year or two that used to be mine um, because I sold them to my friends who are resellers. And they like it because they've made money off of it and they've done well, but and they still have a bunch of cards to go. But you know, I determined for myself, I did not want to sit personally on these cards I didn't want for years you know to sell uh you know for like years down the road and and maximize every single penny out of this what i wanted to do is i wanted to move quickly after i made some money and uh going to the next thing so that's why i did so anyways uh i would recommend it though it's it's all fun i enjoy it personally i love it so that's why i thought this podcast would uh, be helpful for people if they uh were thinking about doing this but um Anyway, so, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to let me know. I am always here. And uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Have a great day.